Hello everyone and welcome to Air Magique. Yes, today Neil's from Capturing Disney Parks, who you know from his amazing Instagram, Twitter, and website, and I are going to do something a little different for you guys. We're starting a brand new series titled European Theme Park Spotlight, where we focus on other noteworthy parks located around Europe. In our first ever episode, we are going to focus on Efteling. Niels, as always, it's great to have you back on the show. How are you doing? It's my pleasure to be back on the show, Eric. Uh, I always enjoy our chats. I'm doing great, still working from home and staying home a lot, but... Uh things are starting to be a bit more flexible uh, here in the Netherlands. So um, oh, that's awesome. good. <laughs> and the weather is good. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the sun and well, my grill uh, recently. <laughs> so uh, yeah, oh, so nice. good times. Yeah, But I really <laughs> hope people for keep respecting the need for social distancing uh, to keep it uh, a safe world. Uh, totally. What's your favorite thing to grill? Oh, my favorite thing to grill. I think salmon. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, you mentioned before that you like the fish side yeah. of things <laughs> and the nets too right <laughs> and, uh, silver spur oh silver spur yeah oh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. silver spur steakhouse oh, yeah. Nice. yeah yeah so i don't take the steak but i <laughs> take the, the grilled salmon it's uh, the healthy uh, option anyway it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, today i had a smoked salmon with peppers and that's, uh, really good <laughs> that sounds so nice yeah. Yeah, no, I've been gawking at all the cute baby animals that have been born in our local zoo. We got baby penguins, baby sloths, baby meerkats. I could go on for a while here. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm really thankful that all the zoos in Germany have reopened. Yeah, that's great. And it's the perfect season yes. uh, to uh, indeed uh, <laughs> reopen and go. Totally. It's really cool, too, because our zoo, um, they're working together with local beekeepers. So they place like all these cool little beehives everywhere and they're producing honey from the flowers located in and around the oh, zoo wow. so it's really fun to to see them work and they, they leave you alone for the most part it's not like the wasps where they're like no. flying to your ice cream or something <laughs> no, that was really annoying <laughs> yeah totally oh my gosh i hate them yeah but local theme parks and amusement parks will be uh swinging their doors back open in germany on may 29th so i'm really looking forward to that like fantasia land and europa park other than that yeah my balcony is covered in what appears to be snow but no, it is indeed white pollen from this massive tree orgy that we have going oh. on right in front of our apartment <laughs> building right now. It's like... Oh, but that's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's the absolute worst. I can <laughs> barely see out of my windows anymore because our insect screens are so covered in like white fluff. Like I'm like, oh. <laughs> is it sunny outside? I can't tell. So it's like an extra <laughs> layer of uh, yeah, well, sun protection. Yeah. <laughs> you could call it that. <laughs> now, before we get to Efteling, uh, we have finally have some idea on when Disneyland Paris might reopen. So the president of France has revealed that tourist sites and theme parks may reopen starting June the 2nd. So if safety measures are put in place, of course, and everything's checked out. Yeah, I mean, I would love it. I can imagine we're going to see something like what we're seeing in Shanghai Disneyland at the moment with the temperature checks, mm -hmm. with the extra hygiene additions of hand gels, disinfecting your hands, yep, maybe exactly. less people on a ride vehicle. Yeah. So that, that yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm wondering how far Disneyland Paris already is with taking its safety measures. <laughs> yeah. But I guess uh, we will get more information uh, soon on that. Yeah, but, um, I can't wait yeah. to hear about it. I'm also wondering if people from other countries, eh, like, <laughs> like the two of us, <laughs> if we get a chance to visit uh, soon, eh, as, as borders also need to get reopened. And um, like for us, we need to cross two borders to get to Disney. So it really yeah. depends on both Belgium, 
well, the Netherlands, uh, of course, and France, uh, if we can go. And for you also, uh, the flights, international uh, totally. flights or trains might not be available. Yeah, we have to go to Berlin. In fact, use the airport there, and which is about a two-hour drive away from Dresden, and then take an international flight to Paris. So a bit of a saga. <laughs> Totally worth it at the end of the yeah. day for Giselle Paris. But I was checking today on the, the flights that are departing yeah. Berlin. So we have a little airport here in Dresden. Literally mm-hmm. nothing is departing from here at the moment. And um, from Berlin, it's 10 flights per day. And you, okay. I can go to... Um, Amsterdam, if I want to. <laughs> okay. To London. So you can visit? Yeah, yeah I can visit. <laughs> London, Helsinki... And all the other flights were not international. They're all just national flights to Munich or right. uh, Cologne or whatever. So not a lot of options at the moment. No. But I can imagine that by June 2nd, things might be looking a little bit different. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I also heard here that the, the Thalys train from Amsterdam to Disneyland Paris, which also stops ah, yes. on other stations in well, both the Netherlands and Belgium, will not run until end of August. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's taking away <laughs> at least one uh, well convenient travel uh, option. Yeah, and it's super quick, right? It's only like three or four hours yeah, from something. Amsterdam. Yeah, I think three and a half hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah. So we'll have to see how it all works out. Uh, and, and also park uh, capacity-wise eh, with possible you know, that might uh, be reservations an for your park tickets. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, that might be an advantage yeah. maybe. I don't know if the lines necessarily will be shorter but you'll definitely Mm -hmm. have less people to deal with which would be an overall pleasant experience and the reason i say i don't think the lines will be shorter is because if the capacity is lowered accordingly on the attractions it'll mean less people riding per hour so that will again result in higher wait times so i think that could just exactly Equal, yeah. cancel each other out, I guess, at the end of the day. But you know. Yeah, actually, I saw some pictures uh, today from uh, Efteling <laughs> that just <laughs> reopened. And, uh, and and they have a roller coaster uh, where I saw people sitting in, in the first row. And then there were like three rows empty. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were another two people. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah just like a third of the, the, the capacity of the ride that they're using. So uh, Yeah, so here's my paranoia. Like... What if the person sitting on the first row sneezes mm-hmm. and yeah. the roller coaster is traveling at a high speed and literally everybody behind them gets corona in their face no matter <laughs> how far apart they're yeah. like that's what in my mind I'm like this I yeah. like does it really I- <laughs> I think they have to wear masks then. Yeah, yeah. With masks would be yeah, fine. That would help. Yeah. Or always ask for the first yeah. seat. <laughs> Front row. Only. Otherwise don't go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking about the parks reopening, Efteling is already open, which is really exciting. Niels is going to give us the inside scoop on Efteling. So I'm really so excited to get into our first ever European theme park spotlight. <laughs> so Niels, what exactly is Efteling? Well, Efteling is uh, the biggest Dutch and even Benelux uh, theme park uh, in the small town of uh, Kaatsheuvel which is in the south um, of uh, the Netherlands. And I love the Dutch names. So cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is an easy episode for me. <laughs> I can just uh, say a lot of Dutch words because, uh, well, the park is pretty Dutch uh, still. But Efteling started as a nature park uh, with a pond uh, where you could rent uh, a rowing boat and there was a tea house, oh. some classic children's playgrounds. But nowadays it is a theme park with lands full of attractions for the whole family. So from the classic 
fairy tale forest, uh, what we call um, het sprookjesbos, <laughs> and uh, still some playgrounds, still various dark rides, shows, high speed roller coasters, a ghost house, classic cars, spinning attractions, and more. So yeah, there's really a lot of well variety in things you can do there. And uh, they even have a working steam train uh, circling around ah, the park. <laughs> I wonder where they got that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the funny thing is that uh, Disneyland Paris uh, <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> doesn't have it running uh, for a while now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but you can still uh, board uh, a steam train in, uh, in the Efteling. So cool. So uh, yeah, I researched uh, some numbers to give an idea about the park. So Efteling opened in 1952. There are approximately 3,000 employees uh, at the moment. The park is open 365 days a year, just like uh, Disneyland Paris. And it's one of Europe's most visited parks with uh, 5.4 million guests uh, in 2018, making it the third most attended theme park of the the continent. So uh, that's even a bit more than uh, Walt Disney Studios Park uh, in uh, Disneyland Paris. Crazy, (laughs) right? That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, especially since it's such a... well. A Dutch theme park <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and a small, unknown <laughs> little village. I had never heard of Efteling before we talked about it, but since looking up some pictures and viewing some ride-through videos on YouTube, yeah. I've gotten really into it. It looks fantastic. The theming is mm-hmm. really good. And I love yeah. that they're true to their roots because they still have the fairy tale forest. Yes. So. <laughs> it's really classic, but yeah. It's yeah. making it a unique experience. Totally. So I can imagine if you're like a fan of Disney fairy tales that this could also be attractive to you because I guess it focuses... Does it focus on like Dutch fairy tales specifically or is it just all over the place? Dutch, European fairy tales. There's a lot of Grimm Brothers uh, fairy tales. Ah, uh, yeah. There. Nice. But it's not the happy, colorful, child-friendly uh, <laughs> Disney-style, Disney-princess... <laughs> like uh, stories so it's a bit cannibalism people getting dark. chopped off <laughs> no <laughs> the but, classic but yeah, brother the, stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, it's different uh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what sets efteling apart from a regular amusement park a couple of things i think first of all the park's nature makes it well just gorgeous it's almost like a theme park in an actual forest oh nice so that's yeah making it well, really uh, feeling like a um, well a unique park, as I didn't experience something similar uh, in, in any other big theme park. Secondly, the diversity. Uh, it's one of the oldest theme parks in Europe, which results in a mix of really classic, but also uh, modern attractions as they keep on investing in new uh, uh, additions to the park. And as I said before, uh, the entertainment offering is very diverse uh, as well. So uh, you have the fairy tale forest, but also <laughs> the high-speed roller coasters and uh, a lot of uh, nice shows. So it's a bit like Disney parks in that sense. Uh, it's so it, cool. It's not just focusing on roller coasters like the Wallaby parks or right. like Six Flags in the States, basically. Yeah, something like yeah, something like that. So this is really the full mix. So there's something for let's say every age <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah making it a true family park i believe yeah oh so cool but in my opinion the main discriminator is the classic fairy tale and well folklore theming with the dutch feel and the classic european fairy tale touch yeah? some of the characters might not be familiar for people from abroad or some stories uh, that are told are typical um well 
uh, Dutch <laughs> folklore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, the, the, the fairy tales represented uh, are the old European tales uh, from the Grimm brothers, for example. So they're a bit dark, creepy sometimes, yeah. like Hans and Grietje, which is uh, Hansel, Hansel and Gretel, and, uh, Gretel yeah. or Sneeuwwitje, which is Snow White. <laughs> so it's not just the fun and feel-good tales, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I expect a lot of well, pimply dwarfs, giants, <laughs> ugly trolls, mean witches, uh, but also a lot of nice elves. Uh, there's a beautiful dragon, well, and some other creatures. So yeah, actually, my daughter never was a fan of the of the fairy tale forest. Did it creep her out? Yeah, creepy for her. And yeah, okay. yeah. Even well, the dwarves that were friendly, and I could tell her that they were friendly, <laughs> they look less friendly than what we're used uh, to from, well, the Disney style right, <laughs> fairy tales. Right. So, uh, yeah. Most of the classic designs in, in Efteling in the, the, the fairy tale forest came from uh, Anton Pieck, uh, a mm-hmm. Dutch paint and graphic artist, which uh, who has a very own nostalgic style um, and, and his style is still being applied and, and respected to new park editions uh, by, by other designers which give the park a very unique and, 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 and local feel in my uh, my opinion so uh, right. that's also one of the well, the discriminators here yeah oh yeah and, and although the main language is Dutch Efteling started to focus more on international visitors uh, uh, lately Oh, that's cool. So their website is available in many languages now, I saw, including English, German, French, Spanish, uh, even uh, uh, Chinese. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the good thing is that, uh, well, Dutch people are internationally focused and and all speak uh, at least some English. But still, a lot of attractions and shows are just in Dutch. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys, Dutch people are like the friendliest people ever. So as an international visitor, you're going to feel so welcome there <laughs> and uh, so humble. It's it's really, it's awesome. I love it. Also, I have this, <laughs> I have the website of Efteling open here on my oh, browser. Yeah. And I'm watching this um, for the fairy tale forest. They have this like promo video. And what I love about, because you mentioned your daughter was kind of scared of it. There's this mm-hmm. little girl in this promotional video and she too looks kind of a little <laughs> bit freaked out by the forest. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, you know, her, her smile is Even like, when they're paying ah. the kids for this uh, promotion, uh, promotional videos, <laughs> they still can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought is hilarious. What yeah. a treat. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, no, so yeah. cool. but for me, this, this whole fairy tale forest is, well, really nostalgic. <laughs> it was part of my youth as people come here <laughs> for many years. And uh, yeah, this is something that was always there. So uh, yeah, this, yeah, this is what they're famous Classic. for. Yeah. So what are your top three must-do attractions and why? Well, I'm not a thrill seeker. <laughs> so my choices are just dark rides, I have to say. Mm-hmm. So not a fairy tale forest, although it is a classic that you have to visit. But I chose uh, three uh, dark rides. We'll all take you to another world, but all three were opened in different times. So uh-huh. one from the 80s, I chose one from the 90s and also a pretty recent one. So Ooh, okay. let's start uh, <laughs> with the oldest, which is called uh, Fata Morgana. Ah, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, you already checked it out. I got it here, I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> which is from uh, 1986 and it's a 1001 Arabian Nights inspired dark ride. So cool. It's an eight minute long slow boat ride through 
well, a market, a harbor, uh, a throne room, long belly dancers, wizards, crocodiles, uh, <laughs> and a lot of other uh, stuff. So for me, it feels a bit like Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, totally. Take us through the old days in a dark boat ride along well, various scenes. So. Uh, I personally prefer pirates. I have to say, <laughs> um, as it has a bit, it has a bit more action and right. with the drop down, and it just looks less old-fashioned uh, technology-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thousand and one Arabian Nights theming, yeah, it's it's very magical, and this ride fe- really feels like pure uh, nostalgia uh, to me. But uh, yeah, it's great memories, and it's every. Visit must do for me year after year. So yeah, for Aww. younger kids, it might be a bit frightening as well uh, because it's really dark and uh, sometimes there are crocodiles and wizards uh, <laughs> <laughs> with flashlights and and stuff. So yeah, that 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 might be uh, <laughs> for the younger ones a bit uh, frightening, but uh, still uh, beautiful. I totally agree. It's got this Pirates of the Caribbean vibe to it, mm-hmm. but it also reminds me a little bit of Sinbad's storybook voyage in Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. However, it's less stylized than that. I would say it, it leans more towards a slightly bit more towards it's a small world and Pirates of the Caribbean than it does to yeah. like the stylized characters of Sinbad's True. voyage. So, so there are no drops in this at all. It's just like a it's a small no. world. Mm-hmm. This is really a slow boat ride, like small okay, world, okay. indeed. Yeah, and indeed, I, I agree uh, with you that it's more small world because it really seems sometimes that you, well, <laughs> go along instead of being fully mm-hmm. in the scene. Uh, sometimes uh, some scenes are well pretty white and 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 feel pretty authentic, but there are also. Well, a couple of scenes that that feel, yeah, <laughs> like I'm here in the boat and I'm looking at the right. scene next okay. to me, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit like Small World, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have that feeling less when I'm uh, doing Pirates of the Caribbean. Very true. It's, it feels more immersive, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my number two is uh, called Droomvlucht. <laughs> in English, that uh, would be Dream Flight, which is Dark Ride from 1993. And for six minutes, we fly through a dream world of elves, trolls, animals, and well, more wonderful creatures. We visit their forests and see their beautiful castles. So yeah, the whole ride system is pretty similar to Disney's Peter Pan's flight. Yes. Where you fly in a cabin hanging from the ceiling. And the ride features music, scents, and to add something extra. And also the speed differs throughout the ride. And I personally love the climax near the end where you spiral down through a forest. That's insane. It's massive too, the show scene. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And this might be my favorite, well, ride experience at, uh, at the Efteling, although it's, it's still my number two. But <laughs> <laughs> experience-wise, this is really cool, especially that uh, last part where you go down. Yeah. So uh, I don't advocate drug use. I think this would be the best attraction ever to like take some drugs. <laughs> it's so colorful. And we've got these fairies and it's this enchanted forest. I could imagine if somebody yeah. is into that, they had have extra good time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this attraction really fits Efteling because this is like the 
well, more enhanced modern version of the fairy tale forest uh, for me. So yeah, right. it perfectly fits the, the Efteling uh, theme. Yeah, I love how much effort they put into this. They came up with their own custom score. Yeah. These puppets are all uh, custom to design, the yeah. animatronics. It's really incredible. Yeah, so actually this is more <laughs> more exciting uh, uh, maybe than, than Disney attraction because Disney always has the movies. Well, not always. Yes, Pirates and, and Phantom Manor. The newer Disney attractions, they're always yeah, pretty they, much based yeah, on they're the always movies. based on the yeah. famous uh, <laughs> well-known movies so right. they, they already uh, have something to recreate and at Efteling they have to create it themselves so uh, yeah right. it's uh, pretty awesome it's so cool yeah so my number 1 is Symbolica it's maybe not the best attraction mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> but it is the one that looks most magical well mm-hmm. at least for me (laughs) so this dark ride opened in uh, 2017 and uh, it has the trackless ride system that Disney uh, fans know from uh, Ratatouille in the Walt Disney Studios park but this one is even running a bit more smooth eh? so uh, Disneyland Paris has an issue with uh, the floors I I understood Um, so there's some uh, (laughs) turbulence (laughs) that you can can slightly feel but these trackless uh, vehicles in the Efteling are really smooth this was the most expensive ride that Efteling ever built and I heard that it was the most expensive in the whole Benelux uh, amusement park setting so far so yeah you can see it though the amount of detail that is included is insane And that's exactly why this is my number one, because it looks so magical. Uh, There are so many details indeed to look for. And it's a six minute ride, so it's worth a wait. (laughs) (laughs) And when you ride, you visit uh, a king in his very special castle. While you're on your way to him, uh, Pardus, which is the the Efteling uh, mascot, guides you through the secret parts of the castle and that looks very enchanting so um, yeah there are three different versions of the ride depending on the boarding station that you choose actually the rides are just slightly different and well this bonus feature doesn't really add uh, value uh, in my opinion but uh, (laughs) again this ride truly brings you well to the world of wonders and the 2017 or even 2020 uh, version of uh, well fairy tales uh, in my uh, in my opinion this attraction to me looks like it could almost be placed if it were a Disney attraction in between Discovery Land and Fantasyland because it's got this kind of steampunky vibe going on in some scenes and vehicles themselves also look quite steampunky and coppery and as you've Mm -hmm. just got this beautiful like library scene with the wizard i guess he's a wizard i don't know in the middle yeah well (laughs) i think that is pardus which is the that uh, efteling uh, mascot but oh is it okay 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 (laughs) it also reminds me a little bit of mystic manor in hong Mm -hmm. kong disneyland Disneyland. yeah it's got the same also trackless of course but all ratatouille Mm -hmm. too but this one doesn't use any screens right or minimal if anything well yeah yeah, there are some screens but really nice integrated into physical scenes so uh, yeah it, it's not like ratatouille and you also don't wear the 3d uh, goggles so uh, yeah this is a different type of experience these are also the most incredible animatronics that i've seen outside of a disney or universal park these yeah, yeah. they're fantastic wow i mean this is yeah. this could really be in a disney park because they're just so good absolutely everything yeah. from the fingers of I forgot the mascot's name again. <laughs> yeah, what, what Bardus. Is, Bardus, <laughs> his fingers move individually. Like, it, it's incredible. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. That's exactly why this is my number one, because there's every time 
and you go on this ride, you will see something new. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So you mentioned you're not into the thrills, Niels, but is there anything <laughs> good for thrill seekers out there? Oh yeah, absolutely. There are multiple roller coasters. The old steel coaster uh, called Python, which has a double uh, looping. Ooh. And they actually rebuilt it a couple of years ago. Oh, so really? it's a really classic roller coaster and they rebuilt it in exactly the same <laughs> It was way. so successful that uh, let's just do it again. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But now it's modern again. It's a bit smoother. But, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still the same type. Ooh, it's got that double loop. Yeah, double loop. <laughs> <laughs> then there is uh, Vogelrock, which is an indoor high-speed roller coaster in the dark. Mm-hmm. There is a new and beautifully themed dive coaster called Baron 1898. Another thing that looks like it could be in Discovery Land. Yep, yes, absolutely. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's like a mine that you dive into and uh, there's a whole story around it. Oh. So this is really a good example of not doing just a roller coaster, but uh, really creating a story around it, just like uh, the Disney parks uh, do. Yeah, totally. And then there is uh, Joris and the Draak or... Uh, Joris and the Dragon in English, which is a double coaster <laughs> where Joris... And it's wooden. It's wooden. Yeah, it's still a wooden classic so cool. coaster. And Joris and the Dragon, well, those are the two coasters and they challenge each other. So you never know which oh, one nice. will win. <laughs> so uh, you cannot influence it, but uh, yeah. Do they tell you or do you just have to pay close attention? You just have to... Uh, to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think it, it's really changing which one will win. This reminds me so much of the Dueling Dragons attraction they had at Universal Studios Orlando, but this one actually looks more fun to me because it's less of a steel coaster and the wooden coasters you can, mm-hmm. I guess, pay better attention to what's happening around you since it's not going so crazy fast, but it looks Gorgeous. Have you been on this one or is it too much? It's too much, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it once, but it was really, really a long time uh, ago. And, Traumatized. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Maybe I would like it more nowadays because um, I, I also learned to ride Big Thunder Mountain indeed. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, maybe this one is in uh, in my league. <laughs> and, and, and this one also has a gorgeous big dragon animatronic uh, that you're passing by. Although so a lot of cool. people maybe don't see it <laughs> with their <laughs> going high speed along it. But uh, yeah, it looks really cool. So uh, yeah. What an incredible park. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So if you have the chance to go uh, one day. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, I want to so bad. <laughs> and for the thrill seekers, there are more options. So you also have the Vliegende Hollander or the Flying Dutchman, which is a dark water ride with both a water coaster part that goes outside. Ooh. But there is also a lot of storytelling about the Vliegende Hollander, the Flying Dutchman, uh, which is a ghost ship. Yeah. So the ride starts with, let's say, a walkthrough. Then you have a dark ride uh, inside uh, with the storytelling. And then you have to, well, the coaster part uh, that goes outside. Ends up in a lake. So, uh, yeah, that's... And each vehicle has their own little light mounted yeah. to the front. It looks really it's magical. So adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they also had a bobsled, mm-hmm. uh, which was just called Bob. <laughs> but they closed it <laughs> last year and they're now building a new family friendly coaster in its place. And I also oh, okay. heard that it will okay. be 
a double one, but maybe a little bit more family friendly than uh, yours in the Drag. Okay, so, cool. Uh, it's called Max uh, Max and Moritz. Uh, oh, Max and Moritz are based on a fairy tale again. Yes. By Wilhelm Busch. So he was a German illustrator and storyteller. Another German element in the Efteling. <laughs> well, we're neighbors, so it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, no, very and cool. And other thrill rides are the Piranha, which is a river rapids ride along waterfalls and totem poles so <laughs> it feels a bit like a mexican theme and we have villa volta which is a cursed house that will trick your mind as your world will feel upside down when you're in <laughs> uh, yeah mm-hmm. so a lot of people <laughs> cannot handle that but uh, it's uh, yeah it's a uh, yeah trippy. those can make you really nauseous yeah exactly there's a couple of different versions of this yep. in different True. parks around the globe. Yep. But, but here they added uh, an old classic Dutch story. How cool. When you're waiting in line, you get a whole story uh, about, uh, well, an old Dutch uh, tale. Yeah. yeah, so for you guys that don't know, these kind of spinning house attractions, mm-hmm. it's basically two elements. So there's this bench area that you're sitting yep. on. It just swings side to side basically that's all it does mm-hmm. and then they desynchronize the outer capsule of the room which does spin 360 degrees around you so it gives you the illusion that you're basically upside down when in reality you're only hanging slightly exactly. to the left or to the right yeah. so it tricks your mind and, and you can tell that by putting your back on the floor <laughs> between your <laughs> between your feet uh, or, or even just let it go and you will see that it's well you don't go <laughs> upside down no, otherwise no, it would, uh, <laughs> would would fell but uh, yeah if you have long hair it's also really easy to tell <laughs> which exactly. way you're facing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. It's fun. And another option, and I think that's the, the last really, well, thrill ride that's uh, there, is called uh, Half a Man, which is a, a swinging uh, ship. Oh, nice. <laughs> Classic. But a really big one. Ooh. Yeah. Those are so much fun. If you're sitting on the last row, you get like the best airtime ever. So if you want something <laughs> a little bit less thrilling, sit towards the center. But if you're into yeah. all that, sit at the very end. Yeah. So those are the best seats. True. So what's your favorite themed land or well, area in Efteling? I'm not sure, to be honest. But I think I go for mm-hmm. a land that is called uh, Mare Rijk, which is part of the area where the fairy tale forest um, is located, but also Droomvlucht, Dreamflight, because this is the more classic fairy tale land that feels most nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't think the lands in Efteling are designed clearly defined well yeah as cohesive as they are in the Disney parks but still uh, the whole park looks really beautiful with lots of well nature and all kinds of magical touches but so nice I don't always get well the feeling that a certain land is like one (laughs) theme right so uh, yeah but uh, if I have to choose one, I go for the more classic fairy tale one, uh, Marerijk. Yeah. How's the food? Are there any Dutch specialties that one can look forward <laughs> well, to? I have to say that I'm well not an expert, uh, but yes, you can get some Dutch apple tart. Nice. <laughs> so that's the Dutch apple pie. There are a lot of French snacks. Those are uh, the best. Like our croquette huh, uh, with beef or the so-called kaasouffle, uh, which is a, a fried uh, cheese uh, snack. Ooh. They usually go along with fries classic so, uh, it's really fast food <laughs> <laughs> it's typical dutch stuff but i might suggest a restaurant yes. definitely have to go and that's Paulus keuken <laughs> or Paulus kitchen it's a dutch pancake restaurant with great theming and, and, and storytelling so uh, this story 
of the restaurant is connected to the Symbolica uh, attraction, mm-hmm. where you can see Pola also coming in with his pancakes. Yeah. So that's really cool. But he's making the pancakes here in this uh, in this restaurant. So you really sit inside the kitchen of Pola, who is the cook, and you have a big oven in the middle of the restaurant and lots of stuff hanging uh, from the ceiling. And it all starts moving every now oh, and then. So, so you cannot cool. handle this oven and, and well, it's well, it's almost exploding <laughs> <laughs> every now and then. So, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place to see. And, uh, well, and a Dutch pancake always is, uh, is a good idea, I think. Definitely. Uh, you can choose from various uh, ingredients, but... My favorite remains the one with cheese or maybe cheese and bacon. Uh, yeah. Oh, so it's a salty pancake. Yeah. Nice. Well, you can also have it sweet. So just a natural pancake and then you get uh, some syrup and, and, and powdered sugar mm-hmm. on the table to decorate it. But usually uh, Dutch pancake restaurants also have options with fruits, ice cream, cheese. Yeah. So cool. And here in my hometown, Amersfoort, we have a really good pancake restaurant <laughs> that even has uh, like international pancakes. Ooh. Uh, so they have uh, a Tokyo one with uh, chicken teriyaki. What? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites is the Turkish kebab uh, version. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't even right now. I want to so, try all these. Yeah. 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 And I also had an Indonesian one one day with uh, chicken satay, uh, including wow. the, the peanut uh, sauce and everything on. The, yeah. Should one make a reservation there or can you yeah. just go? You can just go because a certain percentage of the tables is just for reservations. The others are uh-huh, for uh-huh. people just uh, passing by. But it's a pretty popular place. So, yeah. Okay, I can imagine. It looks fantastic. If you can make a reservation, yeah, you uh, really should do that. Uh, so you can do that by phone. And I think I also walked by in the afternoon uh, uh, sometimes to, to make a reservation for the same evening. Oh, cool. So that's also uh, possible. I think they're open for lunch and dinner. So Nice. And this restaurant is also open when the park already closed. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. so it's basically open after all the attractions are already closed. Yeah. You can still enjoy your yeah. dinner? Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys, basically, it's this old-timey kitchen decor. Mm-hmm. And you have all these ingredients placed along the yeah. walls. What Niels mentioned, the rotating props are basically these two giant wheels. And they have all the little different spoons yeah. on them. And there are things that are moving, like mixing batter <laughs> by themselves. So it looks yeah. fantastic. And the good thing is during spring and summer, they also have a huge terrace. So people can also sit outside. So the capacity oh, nice. is... Well, pretty high but on the other hand if you sit outside you don't have this cool experience so yeah right <laughs> at least pay <laughs> pay a visit uh, to the to the restrooms uh, to <laughs> at least see this experience, uh, experience at the, yeah yeah it's, it's really beautiful <laughs> yeah so does efteling offer any seasonal events like christmas or halloween well they don't have halloween because it's not extremely okay popular yet here in the netherlands although it's it's becoming more popular with fright night in the <laughs> other type of uh, amusement parks. Right. But now Efteling doesn't have Halloween or a specific Christmas season, but they do have a winter season, which is called Winter Efteling. Some rides, like the water ones, are closed uh, during the winter season. Okay. But mm-hmm. you get some additional winter decorations, usually an ice skating uh, venue, winter-style drinks and snacks. So, yeah. It's still a really nice experience and, well, a different one than you have during the nice seasons, <laughs> the nice <laughs> weather seasons. Yeah. In the summer, Efteling also has its Negepleinenfestijn, which is translating to the nine squares 
festival, something like that. So on Fridays and Saturdays during summer, park stays open late. I think till 11, something like that. Oh, wow. And then on, well, the nine squares that they have in the park, they have special acts and a lot of activities. So uh, it's um, like little party venues <laughs> in between all the all the attractions so uh, very cool so winter efteling and the negenplein and Vestein are like well, the winter and the summer seasons uh, with special activities do they have end of the day shows like at the like a fireworks show or a water show or something yeah well yeah they have oh, a water cool. show with uh, fountains uh, colored fountains very yeah. nice do they use yeah. their own music like that they compose themselves or is it songs that one knows from movies no okay. it's composed music and i'm not sure if they still use the dj chesto <laughs> score <laughs> but it had a classic score and one day uh, there was a well <laughs> a more dancey uh, remake by uh, dj T- chesto uh, the big dutch uh, dj so uh, yeah that was uh, pretty cool but i'm not sure if they're using that version uh, uh, still at the moment yeah that sounds like a lot of fun, though. Yeah. yeah. So they have their own uh, nighttime show. Yeah. So let's say you're staying in Amsterdam or another large Dutch city. Is it possible to do a mm-hmm. day trip to Efteling? Well, yeah, most tourists go indeed to the bigger cities like Amsterdam, uh, but also to The Hague, mm-hmm. Rotterdam or Utrecht. So if you have a car, then you can drive to the Efteling as that's the most convenient way of traveling there, I think. From Amsterdam and The Hague, I guess it's around 100 kilometers, Mm -hmm. 70 from uh, Utrecht or uh, Rotterdam. So yeah, it's always quite a trip of an hour to one and a half hour. Right. There's no train station at the Efteling, like you have the train station underneath Disneyland Paris. So you you can go by public transport, but uh, you need to take a train or even multiple trains and also change to a local bus. So yeah, that will be time-consuming and maybe a bit less convenient than yeah, when you have a car and can just drive there. I can imagine. Yeah. Have you ever stayed like at an overnight hotel? I have never stayed at a hotel, but they do have good uh, hotel options. They're a bit like Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. They're really becoming a resort, but well, smaller, of course. Besides the theme park, they have a hotel, the Efteling Hotel, which has several fairy tale themed suites. Oh, nice. And it's really close to the park entrance. There are two holiday parks with little houses or cabins, and one also has a hotel. So they have various options to stay uh, close to the magic. That's awesome. Yeah, and these holiday parks have playgrounds, shops, restaurants, bike rentals, and, and a lot of other activities. So they're a bit like the center parks concept, which is also a Dutch uh, invention. But yeah, those are really holiday parks where you can stay for three days and have a good time and take your time to explore the park but also do well some other activities and maybe relax a bit so um, yeah but still i would suggest to go by car also to these holiday parks these suites by the way i'm looking at the side of the hotel they're fantastically themed Ah. so adorable they start for a two-person bedroom slash suite they start at around 260 euro and then for something that's a bit larger like a four to five person suite which can be either themed to something like snow white or just like a medieval Mm -hmm. room or a coca-cola suite yeah they have a coca-cola one yeah (laughs) really magical so cool You better get some free coke if you were staying there for 515 euro a night. Yeah, and if you post pictures of the room on your Instagram, then uh, they pay you. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I'm loving yeah. this. There's this one room called the Circus Suite, and the yeah. whole ceiling is made out of a tent material. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it's really nice. And all those suites are, well, uniquely themed. And well, yeah, 200 or 260 euros is quite a lot of money. But yeah, still, if you compare it to the Disneyland Hotel, <laughs> then it just peanuts. Very true. Do you also have a park view? from this hotel or is it a little bit further away I'm not sure to be honest okay if you can okay. see it yeah it's really close to the park but i'm not sure if you can see it i have to say that looking at these photos of these rooms are mm-hmm. so fantastically themed i would say this is actually a step above disney when it comes to hotel room theming this is incredible everything from the circus mm-hmm. suite matches perfectly yeah. and it's just more elaborate i would yeah, say than it is your yeah. disney hotel room even the the five-star resorts so this is incredible yeah. but wow. these are especially the suites that you're looking at and um, yeah they really invested a lot of uh, <laughs> energy in creating unique uh, settings yeah and they're so different yeah. one looks like an old yeah. library the, i'm gonna say this wrong Ra- raveling yeah for four people yeah Raveline is also the big park show that they have it's a stage show in an arena with uh, uh, horses and uh, birds and knights and a huge dragon incredible (laughs) so uh, it's a mechanical dragon it's really nice and there's a flying dutchman suite which literally looks like the inside of a boat that you'd know from Pirates of the Caribbean and there's a hole in the ceiling (laughs) with like (laughs) I don't know if it's a screen but you see some kind of clouds moving along like it's unbelievable unreal you guys yeah Yeah, so cool yeah so if you want to try them all yeah (laughs) better save for a month (laughs) (laughs) yeah indeed yeah wow wow so I'm just wondering how difficult it is to get the suite of your preference i'm not sure how popular these are but uh, well, i can imagine right now it's pretty easy but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> under your regular circumstance yeah, i would say i think so too yeah. Yeah. yeah it might be a bit more difficult yeah no but i mean this is the type of theming that you usually only see on attractions mm-hmm. and not in your no. own private hotel True. room so this is very yeah, special it is so is there anything else that's worth mentioning about efteling well yeah it's a unique park that's it, well, it's praised internationally for its diversity and its beauty. Although I'm a huge Disney Parks fan and Disney will always come first, but <laughs> the Efteling definitely has a special place in my heart too. And it's my favorite Dutch theme park. So yeah, it's absolutely worth checking out if you, well, are into the Disney parks, uh, then uh, yeah, this is absolutely your thing as well. Yeah. So cool. Now, after listening to you, talk about it and learning about all these cool attractions and food options in the hotel like i gosh i can just imagine i really want to go <laughs> the dark rides are so elaborate and they're all mm-hmm. original content so if you're one of those Absolutely. disney fans that really misses the era of disney doing original dark rides this is something they would be doing if they were focusing more on original attractions it's yep. a really great addition to have to a Disney park. So it just gives you more options as a theme park enthusiast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, as said, it's in a forest. Uh, They have magical scores uh, playing uh, around. So yeah, it really is the Disney feel, but in a different way. Very cool. Niels, thank you so much for coming back on the show, giving us this incredible insight into Efteling. 
You guys, be sure to follow Niels on Instagram under at CapturingDisneyParks, where he posts the best Disney Park pictures every day, multiple times a day, on Twitter under at CapDisneyParks, and check out his amazing website, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Thank you again, Niels. <laughs> Thanks for having me, uh, Eric. It was, well, really nice to do this uh, special episode on uh, on the Efteling with you, so uh, stay safe. Lots of fun. <laughs> yes, and, you uh, do. <laughs> talk soon. <laughs> You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode of Air Magique, I would so very much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. It really does help new folks discover the podcast. Thank you so much, you guys. This amazing listener has already left us some kind words. Zars1234 writes, a great source of Disneyland Paris info. I absolutely love this podcast. It's the only podcast I've committed to listening to on a regular basis. The Disneyland Paris Park news updates and reviews are both uplifting and informative. I frequent Disneyland Paris, and just before my last trip, I made notes from the Disney Village Part 1 and 2 Air Magique episodes. The knowledge and wisdom from the podcast completely enhanced my trip. Thank you. Don't stop. More, please. (laughs) Thank you so much. If you guys leave a fun review, I'll be sure to read it on a future episode. Follow at Airmagique on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more fun Disneyland Paris related content. For Airmagique, this is Eric. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode is not sponsored. Any promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. Air Magique is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries.